clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of White Coats Podcast. Today, we are going to continue on our mock medical and dental journeys. So the last two episodes, we did mock medical interviews. The two episodes before that, we talked about what we want to do in the fields. Today, we are having our mock boards. So Ariel's gonna ask. Ooh. So Ariel's gonna ask me four questions, four trivia questions about psychiatry, and I'm gonna ask her four trivia questions about dentistry. So let's get the show on the road, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is more nerve wracking than the past two episodes, to be honest. But I think it honestly, is. Honestly, I'm excited. Uh, it is. It, it's kind of scary, but it's exciting. Yeah, because the interview the interview was all about us right so it's kind of like like we can just answer how we feel but this is like we gotta know our stuff you know so it's a little more pressure i know i swear the past the last two episodes were getting into medical school Mm -hmm. now this is like finishing school right and getting our degree so we we completed it in in one week so good job (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you very much so ariel here's your first question can you name at least three specialties in dentistry? I definitely can. Okay. You have orthodontics. Okay. Endodontics. Okay. And periodontics. Nice. Per- periodontics? Yes. Yeah. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, that's one of them. Good job. Some other ones I wrote down. You got it. You got the question correct. I know more. I oh, know more. Okay. I'll, Let's hear it. I can answer it. Let's hear it. Okay. You have... um. Wait, wait, wait. Prostodontics. Mm-hmm. You have pediatric. Yeah. Pe- pediatric dentistry. How do you name it? Pediatric, pediatric dentistry is what I saw. Dentistry. Okay. Um, hmm. Is general dentistry considered like, can you specialize in general dentistry? I'm not sure, but I don't have that one written down. These are like the okay. more, the specialties. How many more do you have? I have two more written down you don't need to get them you're over, you're being an overachiever right now okay go, tell me what they okay, are okay oral and maxiofacial surgery oh my i so knew that and what and dental anesthesiology oh my god i knew that yeah. i knew that this from the, that, i knew that from like season one season one episode three we talked about different exactly. dental specialties that episode did so well by the way so i'm i'm proud that you remembered like four of those or five of those so good job i got the main ones honestly but yeah you okay I'm, I'm not too i'm not okay okay i'm happy with so that. here's your next question okay how many teeth does an adult have now you get bonus points for if you can answer how many teeth a baby has, but that's just bonus points. Easy money, Lauren. Easy money. Okay. Thirty-two mm-hmm. teeth for an adult, yeah. and twenty for a child. You got both of those correct. That was perfect. That. Perfect answer. Wow, I'm impressed. I was a little worried about that one. <laughs> I knew you knew adult, but I didn't know you you knew baby. Okay. Second to last question, what causes tooth decay? Now wait, I'm going to give you four options. And so you need to tell me which is the right one. Age, 
cavities, acid, caffeine. What causes tooth decay? Age, cavity. Um, I can repeat if you would like. Uh, acid. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you got it right. Acid is the direct cause. I think other right. things could somehow lead to some tooth decay, but I think acid is yeah. the most, like, a, a direct exactly. cause. Exactly. Of tooth decay. You, you got it. You got the nail on the head with all of these so far. Let's hope you get the last one correct. Um, is this one hard? So, no, not necessarily. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, I know you know this one. What is periodontitis? But here's here's the harder part. What usually okay. precedes periodontitis? Like what usually comes before? Okay, period. I literally know this. It's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on. You got to give me a second. Okay. Okay. gingivitis precedes periodontitis yes good job good job and periodontitis is gum disease no yes you got yeah. you got it all oh right oh my god i got you it you got it all right wow. wow i am i am proud i am really proud i didn't make those i'm on easy. a roll i'm on a roll hit me I, that's it those are your four <laughs> questions we'll have to save it for a part two for next friday but um I'm I'm proud. I will say dentistry is a bit more straightforward than psychiatry. So we'll see how it I is, do. It is. I don't know how I'm going to do. Yeah. Your questions are a bit longer mm-hmm. or the answers are a bit longer just because like you said, dentistry is a little more straightforward. Right. It's a little bit more concrete where uh, in psychiatry have a little more bo- a little bit more wiggle room yeah. and a lot of the things there may not be one right answer specifically or I guess especially in the questions I'm asking you because you know it's a little different but anyways okay are you ready <laughs> I'm very nervous but I'm ready okay so first question what are some ways you could diagnose a patient who suffers from a mental illness some ways yeah um or or how could you or some signs i guess that will help you like diagnose okay well that's an interesting question uh it's definitely a broad question um so typically so this is signs that i would see in a patient and therefore mm-hmm. it would so i think I mean, it really depends on the mental illness. Do you want me to specify? Sure, you can specify. Okay. Um, let's see. What about... Hmm, you're putting me on the spot now. What about uh, narcissistic personality disorder? Okay, okay. I, I have done my research on personality disorder, so I'm glad you chose that. So here are three signs these are the major signs and it kind of depends if it's um if it's like covert narcissism or there's like different types of narcissism but i would say the main three signs that you would see in a narcissistic patient include number one grandiosity meaning you know this person is very out there very attention seeking very loud and um just sort of kind of has to be like the loudest most important person in the room 
Next, we have a severe lack of empathy. We know what that means. Like, like you can't really empathize with others. You don't have yeah. any knowledge for how anyone would feel, and therefore you tend to treat people bad. But the deciding or the determining factor in narcissism and typically why people are so narcissistic is due to a deep sense of insecurity. Um, and that's why they sort of put on a show and put other people down mm-hmm. is because in actuality they are very insecure. That's that's my answer. Those are the top three or most common three signs of narcissistic personality disorder. You hit the nail on the head. I'm glad. Good job with that one. Thank you. Love it. Okay, next question. Okay. What are some characteristics or list at least three characteristics of OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder? Okay, OCD. Number one, intrusive thoughts. So any sort of Mm -hmm. things where, um, you know, your brain is telling you, you need to do this. Um, as a way to sort of cope um, and take control. Mm -hmm. So that's one, intrusive thoughts. Um, Two is um, actually taking action and doing compulsive actions. Like for some people commonly that's like cleaning things, but for a lot of people it can just be, you know, the way that they take tests, like all of their math problems have to look the same. Um, and then those intrusive thoughts will say, oh, if you if you take up three lines in this math problem and four lines in this math problem, then you're going to fail the test. So that's the second is like sort of actions. Um, and third yeah. is those actions need to take up, I believe the DSM-5, which is the diagnosing book, literally handbook, yeah. um, is um is pretty much it tells you that the third sign is you need to it needs to take up about an hour per day or something like those actions need to conflict Mm -hmm. with your life and actually you need to spend time doing them if it's like one minor action a day of you having to like wash your food twice you know that's not it um yeah so those are the three signs that come to mind that i know for sure Okay. And typically, like, um, those... I think... Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, those intrusive thoughts are usually, um, like, in combination with some sort of anxiety around being out of control. And typically, people with obsessive-compulsive disorder um, act on these things to take control and make sure that everything's in line to get the mm-hmm. best outcome. That's my... That's my... Those are my signs. Okay, Lauren. I see you're two for two. Yes. I'm glad. I'm glad. Let me hit you with the third one. Okay. Okay. Name or list or whatever, provide me with two tools you would give to a patient who is suffering from uh, generalized anxiety disorder. Interesting. Okay. Um, So I know... DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, is typically used to treat anxiety. So that's that's one thing mm-hmm. that people can use. People can also use um, anti-anxiety medication. Um, but mm-hmm. if you're looking for like specific tools that people with anxiety can use and typically will use in DBT, something like 
checking in with yourself daily to see how high your anxiety is that day I know that that's a tool that's used yeah to just be mindful of that um and second thing is deep breaths that sounds really simple but I know that that's a tool used in therapy because there's research backing taking breaths as a way to sort of calm yourself down um so yeah definitely those those are my that was like a really weird answer but if like just general is anti-anxiety medication and dbt Mm -hmm. but then some specific rules are are like checking in and breaths and some people like say literally just like drink water or listen to music like each patient kind of has their own way of coping sort of exactly and i'm really happy that you brought that in because um you know, this is where there's a very big difference between um, psychiatry and dentistry specifically, um, because everyone is different. So, you know, there's not one concrete thing. I mean, you can try to treat a patient, even let's say you want to prescribe medication and you give them one type of anti-anxiety medication. And then you see that's not working for them. Then you switch it up. Maybe you prescribe a different medication or you're using one tool that doesn't work. You change it up. There's always, there's a lot of wiggle room because it's, there's just not one way of doing things and everyone is different. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Every patient sort of takes matters into their own hands. Some patients are, are not, um, don't feel good about taking medication. Some patients just want to go to a psychiatrist, get prescribed medication, and hopefully that solves their issue, which is obviously not recommended. But then some patients just do therapy and get really into like self-care, doing things like stress management and like, you know, having a healthy diet, like making sure you're sleeping enough, that sort of a thing. Right. So yeah, that's my answer. Awesome. Awesome answer. Thank you. Three for three. Now for your final question. Let's see if you can pass your boards. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I think. Okay. How are some ways you can measure someone's progress when you're treating them for an eating disorder? Like what are signs you can tell that they're progressing? interesting their treatment is progressing interesting so it's a a little bit of a complicated question like you have to think about it but let me think about that one that it gets your mind going that is an interesting question um the first way that comes to mind typically with like anorexia orthorexia bulimia is weight tracking i know that that's something a lot Uh of um rehabilitation clinics do is is they have Uh um they they track patients weights regularly to make sure that their weight is increasing but that wouldn't necessarily apply if it's binge eating disorder or if there hasn't been Mm -hmm. any real like or significant weight loss um I guess another way is just um could it could be um growth a lot of people have like stunted growth when when they're uh, this is typically for like people in puberty but a lot of people have stunted growth if they're malnourished um so if you see Mm -hmm. that person growing getting back to a healthy weight that's typically some two great ways to measure but also just any Mm -hmm. sort of elimination of this those disordered eating patterns or habits whether that's like um 
purging, like uh, over-exercising after um, a binge or or like yeah. making yourself throw up or restricted caloric intake, th- that sort of a thing. Anytime those habits go down, that's an obvious sign that someone is hopefully getting better. Also, it could be um, in therapy, this is mostly shown, but like when people start to sort of accept themselves um, and and don't have the need or the want to change themselves, oftentimes that's like the determining factor in getting over yeah. an eating disorder is, is truly being happy with the way that you look and therefore you're not going to change it and um, – and practice those disordered eating habits. Those are my answers. Perfect. Yeah. I'm surprised you got that one. I know, of course, like the obvious, you know, you know, when you see the signs going down, right. like the tracking your caloric intake, you know, things along those lines, but I'm, I'm you surprised me with that one. I'm glad. So good job. I kind of wanted to give you a difficult one to see if you yeah. could uh, answer it. So you you did, which, good job. You know, that is difficult because I feel like I know a lot of the signs as it relates to, mm-hmm. um, as it relates to a lot of mental illnesses, but not necessarily treatment. Like a lot of that for yeah. me was like common sense. Um, like, yeah. but also with eating disorders, it's hard because, because some people go to nutritionists, some people go to therapists, some people actually go to rehab. So it's kind of different. Yeah. Um, for some people, uh, or for all kinds of people struggling with mental illnesses. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that one, I kind of had to use some context clues or like just sort of common sense, Yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. But you did a good job answering it. Thank you. Also, again, this is, it's something that is very different. So I made it very broad. I just said when treating eating disorders, but Every disorder is different, Very and true. not every, sometimes we look, we associate a type of eating disorder with an image, and that's not always the case because you don't always look like you know. Mm-hmm. Some someone may be suffering from anorexia, but they don't look anorexic. Very true. Or someone is binge eating, but they don't look you know overweight or obese yeah. or whatever you know. Very true. So it's. So, you know, the way that you could also track that is is different. It may not always be like you look at them, you see, okay, they're putting on weight or they're losing weight or whatever, you know? So that's, that's really, really true. That's why I want like weight is not always a determining factor because like some people don't lose weight or some people, like you said, like if they binge, maybe they're just naturally a smaller person. So it's definitely not a determining yeah. factor and that's when it's like best to like look at someone's thoughts actions and emotions surrounding all that kind of stuff um yeah but that's one unfortunate part about about eating disorders that's why they're so hard to diagnose uh and to get help for is because it's so easy i feel like to hide your habits and especially if you're not yeah. gaining a bunch of weight or losing a bunch of weight, then people are are more likely just to be able to go on with their lives and nobody really notices unless they're like paying attention yeah. to their actions. Yeah. So I definitely And that's something that. really interesting with psychiatry is um it's it's all it's a, I feel like a lot of it is based off habits and of mm-hmm. course it's very mental, so there may not be you know, a lot of concrete signs, right? You know, when you go to the doctor or when you go to the dentist and you have pain in your tooth, 
you know, the doctor, the dentist looks in your mouth, they see what's going on, they take an x-ray, is there a cavity, you know, do you need a yeah. filling, do you need a crown, is there decay, D- gum disease, whatever, right. it's either like there or it's not, pretty much. Right. In psychiatry, you really need to work with the patient, you know, talk yeah. to them, get things out of them, learn more about them. Like, you know, That's it's, so it's true. very different. It's You can't take a lab test or a blood test mm-hmm. and say, yeah, you're positive for right. um, depression right. or whatever. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work like That's that. That's so true. So I know I've like, as I like work on my mental health and stuff, sometimes something will come up and I'm like, I didn't even realize that was an issue or I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. that was something I was going on. And it takes like so much work to get there, to get to that point of self-awareness and acceptance that something is going on and I should get help. Um, So yeah, I agree. But that's something I want to do when I'm older. That's what I like. Yeah. Awesome job, Lauren. So let's... uh... Let me tell you my, your results. You definitely passed your boards, wow. so congratulations. Wow, you passed your boards as well. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I hope I passed too. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We, ho- we hope you took a lot away and, you know, you got to see another side of us. You know, now we're official. We passed our boards. <laughs> Um, but in all all seriousness, I hope you guys took something away from this episode and you guys really learned from it. And, uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear next week's episode. No spoilers, but (laughs) stay tuned and, uh, we'll see you on the next one. See ya.